0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: I had a degree in drama, I explained. We talked, meaning she talked, about playwrights we, she, liked. It was between me and another girl for the job, and she needed to know what I had to offer the tiny pretentious theatre company because we like to think of ourselves as the most exciting theatre company in Chicago. I tried to joke, I like to think of myself as the most beautiful woman in the world. But where will that get either of us, really? The other girl got the job. This is AMI-audio book review on AMI-audio. Thanks for joining me. I'm Ramia Amuddin here with Nisreen Abdel-Majid. And what you heard was a very funny quote. I picked it myself from Bossy Pants by Tina Fey. And this is an absolute hilarious book. You know, it's one of these books that I've been reading, this, um for months now. And not because it's bad, but because it's the book that I kind of go in rotation with uh, amongst a whole bunch of other books. So, you know, some books you binge, you finish, and they're done. And then other books, you're like, hey, I'm in the mood for a laugh. Let's go listen to a bit more of the Tina Fey. And she is hysterical. Like, I don't know how much of a fan you are of either her or just stand-up comedy and comedians in general. But her memoir in Bossy Pants, because it's technically a memoir, but, you know, you're just laughing so hard. You're like, what the heck? Is this even real? Um, She does such a good job at it. And she narrates her own book. So it's phenomenal. She does an amazing job. I highly recommend it
2: i love that because i've wanted to ask you for a recommendation this week and this is perfect and yeah i heard she's hilarious so even better i am done with till death do us part by amanda i i just didn't want to go further because it got too much it was just a very evil book that i was (laughs) not about and i can't describe it to you guys because it's it's crazy it got crazier every chapter And I'm like, is this gonna get better at some point? Do these people have good luck? No, it just gets worse. So I'm done with that book. I put that book on the side. And yeah, I'm gonna try your recommendation this time. So we're gonna go. Yeah, just flip it
1: completely and just go to something funny, (laughs) right? It's so funny no i totally agree with you the book did not get any better i mean there was a bit of a wrap-up ending Mm. you know no spoilers this time around people but uh there was a kind of a nice bow tie ending at the you know very very end but until the absolute end it's just like whoa does anybody's luck turn around here and i don't think it was meant to no yeah
2: no No, it just keeps Uh. getting worse and and i hope it does turn around at the end i'm not gonna read read about it to find out further will you google it you know what i will you do that i will yeah? because i'm curious okay. i i do that for some books that i don't want to read and i'm like I, i'm just curious about how it will end
1: though yeah totally And even
2: movies too
1: like, even if it's been years since I left a book on hold, and, and I keep telling myself, I'm going to go back, but you know, probably I won't, I still will never Google it. I don't want to talk about it. I won't even tell people that I'm in the middle of reading it just in case of spoilers. Yeah, I have a a serious issue with that. But, but you know, you're different. You'll, you'll go find out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Try different things.
1: Exactly. Well, let's have a glance at the CELA homepage for um, our three features at the very top, starting with Probably Ruby. Now, this list, I will say, is the same one from their past episodes this month. So again, Probably Ruby by Lisa Burt Wilson, and this is an Indigenous People's Fiction. The second book is Unreconciled by Jesse Wente, and this is an Indigenous Peoples Biography. And the last one for the featured title section is In My Own Moccasins by Helen Knott, Indigenous Peoples Biography. Uh, so these are the three featured titles. It's the first heading on the CELA homepage, celalibrary.ca. And after we check out the featured titles, which are uh, the first heading on CELA, we can move on to another section on this homepage called Check It Out. And there's A bunch of categories under the Check It Out section on Sila. We're going to go through the new titles category. And again, there's so many categories under this category, sub, uh, if you will. But we'll go through some of the self-help books that were released within the last month because there's just a ton of ways for you to search. That's very, very flexible. But I'll tell you uh, some titles. I think five over here. The Memo, What Women of Color Need to Know to Secure a Seat at the Table by Minda Hartz. And this was released into 2019. Uh, Also, What Would Frida Do? A Guide to Living Boldly by Ariana Davis from 2020. Find Your F Yeah. And that's spelled F asterisk C K Yeah. Stop censoring who you are and discover what you really want by Alexis Rockley in 2019. We have On Doing Nothing, Finding Inspiration in Idleness by Roman Muradov in 2018. And... The last one we can uh, check out here is, just when you're comfortable in your own skin, it starts to sag. And this is Rewriting the Rules of Midlife by Amy Noble, Trisha Worth from 2018. Awesome, that's what we're gonna feature today from CELA. Again, go to celalibrary.ca for more books, more recommendations, more announcements from them, lots and lots for you to check out. Now let's talk about what's trending. Nizreen, what do you have for us?
2: So, on uh, Twitter is what's trending on audiobooks.com. Trick or treat your ears to this week's hottest new releases. Get it? Trick or treat. I made that up on the spot. I think that was pretty clever considering, you know, almost Halloween. Anyways, audiobooks.com tweeted out this week's top releases, starting off with State of Terror by Louis Penny, The Book of Magic by Alice Hoffman, Silverview by John Le Car, The Apollo Murders by Chris Hadfield, The Party Crasher by Sophie Kinsella, Star Wars Visions, and seven, the title is called Everyone You Hate is Going to Die and Other Comforting Thoughts on Family, Friends, Sex, Love, and More Things That Ruin Your Life, written by Daniel Sloss. And I looked into this because I felt this title just intrigued me. I had to go further so I'm like everyone you hate is going to die so I'm like okay I need to look further in this so I looked at the description and it says one of this generation's hottest and boldest young comedians presents a transgressive and hilarious analysis of all of our dysfunctional relationships and attempts to point us in the vague direction of sanity Daniel Sloss's stand-up comedy engages, enrages, offends, unsettles, educates, comforts, and gets audiences roaring with laughter all at the same time. So in his groundbreaking specials seen on Netflix and HBO, he has brilliantly tackled everything from male toxicity and friendship to love, romance, and marriage, and claims that his on-stage laser-like dissection of relationships has single-handedly caused more than 300 divorces and 120,000 breakups. So this reminded me of the first book that you were talking about at the beginning of the segment that it does have some laughter to it and I prefer a good comedic book.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, when you can take serious subject matters, um, emotional or uncomfortable or awkward situations and questions that are very difficult, like the one from the title, um, and then be able to spin it into something that we can laugh about, right? Because it's a defense mechanism that that. we exactly it's a defense mechanism that we all use anyway, to kind of laugh off things. So it's kind of using it as that to get people talking about stuff
2: i feel like we can all relate to this book too like we've all been through toxic relationships friendships mm-hmm. love and breakups and and complicated stuff in our lives sure. i think he talks about every fake
1: direction you're listening to ami audiobook review on ami audio i'm ramia amodhan the host of the show weekly audiobook conversations with us. That is myself and Nisreen Abdelmajid, Niz. we love to glance over the Sila homepage in the uh, beginning of the show. And we glanced over a few books from their homepage under the featured book section. And now it's my favorite time of the show where we get to hit pause or play on one of yeah. these listens. Yeah, it's really, really fun. So, we're gonna talk about In My Own Moccasins by Helen Knott, and this is an Indigenous Peoples biography. I'll tell you a little bit about the uh, the book's premise. Helen Knott, a highly accomplished Indigenous woman, seems to have it all. But in her memoir, she offers a different perspective. In my own Moccasins is an unflinching account of addiction intergenerational trauma and the wounds brought on by sexual violence. It's also the story of sisterhood, the power of ceremony, the love of family and the possibility of redemption with gripping moments of withdrawal, times of spiritual awareness and historical insights, going back to the signing of treaty eight by her great great grandfather, chief Bigfoot, her journey exposes the legacy of colonialism while reclaiming her spirit. So, this is what the book's about. Nizreen, I'm going to ask you, uh, based on this pretty short synopsis, would you hit pause or play on this novel?
2: I would hit play. I feel like this sounds very empowering and I would definitely be interested. I think this is uh,
1: a binge reading book to me. And Ben, we're going to bring you into the conversation. Would you hit pause or play on In My Own Moccasins?
0: I would hit play in a second. Once I, you finish with your the synopsis like hands down i it just got me with the intergenerational uh, trauma and how it seems like a real point of view so for me play
1: Awesome. I myself uh, agree with both of you. I would definitely hit play. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure whether to think that this book is short because the synopsis was pretty short, but the the kind of stuff that's being tackled in the book, and especially because you know this is a real... Um, real story. It's not just Mm -hmm. based on nonfiction, it is nonfiction, it's someone's memoir, it's their stories and their reflections. And I think that that's an incredible place to start. With our education, we've been talking a lot about indigenous peoples, um, histories and, and where to get our audiobooks in for informing ourselves. And this is a really good place to start. So the voice that we heard, um, is our guest for this section of the the show where we love to check in with avid audiobook listeners. And we open up the space to review, discuss, recommend, browse, conceptualize, and reminisce on our audiobook experiences. So we're welcoming in Bernardo Cuoco. And you work in advocacy and accessibility, but that's just an understatement. You do a lot, Ben. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: So let's start with your audiobook listening Um, habits. Would you consider yourself an avid audiobook listener?
0: I would say I am. So for myself, I'm a person who gradually has lost my vision. So at first, I used to read printed books just like uh, everybody else. And I remember when I was kind of on the later stages of losing my vision, people would recommend audiobooks and I'd be like, or am I going to just listen to a book? That's not the same. That's not the same. That's that's not a real printed book. But I remember reading my first audio book and it blew my mind. Just the creativity within your mind and the pictures that you paint while listening to that book. It's It's amazing. Such a good experience.
1: So you used to read print books then?
0: Yes, you got it.
1: Okay, so the experience that you're coming at from um, having read print books in the past to like converting to audiobook listening, we'll just use that word loosely. Um, So that kind of experience, I think is really fascinating, because I feel like your experience shifts, like you get a different level of taking in a story, or or a piece of writing when you're listening to it rather than reading it. Do you agree? Or is that totally different from what you've um, went through? I would
0: say yes, yes I, I agree with you 100%. It is a different experience because I, I find when you're reading that audiobook, when you're reading from the the printed perspective, it's almost where you're focusing on the words, right? You don't have an opportunity to really get lost in the book that you're reading. So I find when I have a, a really good audiobook, you're really getting that feeling of that character. If the character's in distress, if the character's very happy, if uh, the character's about to go into a room and something's about to pop up, you really
2: mm-hmm.
0: gain what they're going through when you're listening to the audiobook and you're part of that ambiance. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, not that all books have to be as dramatized or, you know, where the the characters have um, such significant voice acting put into them or anything like that. But it does, like you, you're alluding to, it helps you create that picture in your mind. Um, And I'm finding more and more that there's this lean towards audiobooks feeling like audio dramas, because the performances and the productions are getting so incredible.
0: Definitely agree. And even with that said, like when you're listening to an audiobook, you want to distinguish the characters, right? So I find when that narrator doesn't have that like true performance, it's just like that character sounded the same as that character. Or, (laughs) right, like you have angry old man, and angry old man sounds just like a regular man. So it really emphasizes on, on the book feeling and The atmosphere of the book, when you do have a good voice actor, you could even tell, like, when people are narrating, you could tell that they're enjoying doing it, just how they, they put themselves in that book, you know?
1: Especially with the amount of social media coverage that audiobooks are getting right now. I mean, it just makes me super proud as like a consumer of audiobooks to see the kind of traction and conversations that are built up all over Twitter, especially. And narrators are getting in on that and they're like, oh, my gosh, my latest project. You guys can't wait to hear it. And and just like hyping up the uh not just the projects but like you're saying their level of passion for recording audiobooks and it's really great i want to ask you do you have any memories or any significant moments that that you remember when you think back to audiobook listening maybe way in the beginning when you were just getting into it or like a go-to book that you listen to um because it hits you you know in that right spot when you hear it anything like that for you
0: no absolutely absolutely so I still remember when you asked that question, first thought that came to my mind was my brother was actually running a race in Toronto. So I ended up going with him. I was like, "Uh, I'll meet you at the starting line. I'll hold your stuff. And when I say he's running a race, this is a full marathon. This is going to be him running for like four hours. So me waiting around in Toronto, just waiting for him to finish a race and meeting him at the finishing line. So I remember, I can't remember exactly what audiobook it was, but I remember going to a Starbucks cafe and just putting in my earphones, like getting a drink from Starbucks, putting in my earphones and just listening to this audiobook in the middle of Starbucks while waiting for my brother. And it was so funny because I remember before like the race started and we were heading to Toronto me so excited to just like okay I got this time and I really have nothing to do or nowhere to go and I have this really great audiobook to to enjoy so it just passed the time I was like in good spirits I was all hyped up when he came to the finishing line and I was like I just got to kill two birds with one stone so (laughs) it's just that cool you know like Cool ambiance of just like with my Starbucks audiobook, no care in the world. So it just gave me this like cool little euphoric moment. And I, I still think back to that when you asked that question.
1: No, and it's incredible that you would mention a story like this because you're you've um not necessarily put aside some time, but you had some time that you could say you utilize just to get into audiobooks, right? And, you know, nowadays people talk about, uh, yeah, I can listen to audiobooks while driving and I can listen while I'm working out and cleaning the house or, or taking my dog on a walk, which is all great because you're spending that time doing something physical, but also the magic of audiobooks is that you can kind of sit around and listen and feel so engulfed in stories, right? Or you just curl up on the couch and and actually just spend a few hours um, listening reading and not realize that so much time has passed, you know, sitting on the bus, sitting on the train, how much time do we spend as low vision people commuting, and we can spend all that time listening to audiobooks. I look forward to those hours.
0: Totally agree. Totally agree.
1: That's awesome. Well, let's talk a bit about the kind of books that you listen to. Do you take recommendations from people? Do you kind of go anywhere and everywhere with your reading habits? Or do you particularly like books, uh, certain kinds of books?
0: Uh, as uh, you all know, I'm I'm a very social person. You all know that. So even with myself is I love recommendations from others because when it's a recommendation from another person, I feel like, yes, I just finished that book. Where's that person? So we could discuss it and be like, did you believe that that person did that to that person? And can you believe that that happened to that person? So it's really cool to kind of get those recommendations so even uh with yourself Ramiya, you have given me a couple of uh recommendations and I really enjoyed the ones that you have given me and and Zareem I know I'm going to be knocking out your door looking for some recommendations
2: she's looking for recommendations um, too. waiting for it waiting yeah, for oh,
0: it of, course, of <laughs> course I don't know if, if y'all will like my style book but like I'm just so excited about those recommendations and even for myself personally, I, I like to delve into everything. Like, I love the self-help books. I love the kind of murder mystery books.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, also, point, you might I like
1: uh, Till Death Do Us Part by Amanda Quick that Nazreen had to put away and I finished, but I sped read it. Good luck, man.
0: <laughs> look, look at that. Maybe. Is it, what, a thousand hours? Is it a thousand no. Hours?
2: No, it's <laughs> quite short. It's not that long, <laughs> yeah, but it feels long. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. Like, just give me anything. I I just want to know. Like, I'm a person who yearns for learning. So, any book I know, I'm gonna go off the record, and I know this is gonna be um, this is going to be aired. But I will give a little guilty pleasure. I did read The Hunger Games and thoroughly enjoyed that. And sweet, and. Even, like, it's a genre called, like, hood drama. (laughs) That's another guilty pleasure, but hood drama is is something that's just really cool, and it's almost like watching a movie of New Jack City or watching um, just, like, those movies, right? So give me anything, and I will enjoy it.
1: Okay, so why do you consider and this is a um kind of a cool thread for me why do you consider certain kind of books guilty pleasures is it that you wouldn't really talk about it but you love you know binging through them or or you know what is it because uh, <laughs> i hesitate to say yet again on the show that i reread harry potter over and over and over and over again and it's kind of my go to sleep type book or you know curled up and want to get something familiar read type of book but i don't hesitate to tell people but maybe that's my version of a guilty pleasure
0: yeah so just even for me and for people who kind of know me the personality I have it's a guilty pleasure because people don't really expect you to to delve into that book especially with me and I mean I know I'm gonna get booted off this this um, podcast but even with me and Harry Potter you I'm always uh be like, who's reading Harry Potter? Like, I, we tried. you tried have to be above uh, whatever to be below, we tried blah, with blah, him. blah. <laughs> I'm a lost cause. But it's almost where, because people know your personality, they don't expect you to go into those realms of, of books. But even as I mentioned before, I just love learning perspectives. And I just love learning a different world. And it's I look at books as stepping into different universes if it was up to me I'd step into like every kind of universe and just like observe so I would say that's a guilty pleasure kind of with the personality that you bring and then a book being so out of your elements like if you apply it to music I'm a hip-hop guy can you imagine me be like I'm gonna pump some garth brook and all that stuff right It's just what people don't expect, which that's where I kind of come off with uh, audiobooks.
1: Yeah, I think that you mentioning that people kind of have maybe not expectations. That might be a little harsh, but, you know, they have thoughts of what you may enjoy reading based on your personality or the way that you carry yourself. And then for you to say, well, you know, one of my guilty pleasures is... uh hood dramas. And then they say, what? I think that that's a real interesting concept, right? Because people have, they've pegged you as a, or you assume that they've pegged you as a certain kind of reader. But I think that's one of the cool things about getting into book listening in the first place, which is that You can go anywhere with books and books that may seem on the surface a certain uh, way or you might think, yeah, I don't think I'm into this because it's fantasy. Uh, And then you get into it because of something else that's drawn you in, like the the character development or uh, the fact that it was written in a certain city and you're just so fascinated by what was brought out uh, and all these kind of things to bring us into what – to why we love that book and fall in love with it and then go and end up recommending it to others, a.k.a. go read Harry Potter. (laughs) All that to say, (laughs) go read Harry Potter. It's incredible talking to you today on AMI Audiobook Review, and we've totally run out of time. But thank you so much for joining us, and I'm sure we'll have you back on again to get some recommendations from you.
0: Definitely. Thank you for having me, and it would be a pleasure. It would be an honor to come back in Talk some audiobooks
1: once again. Bernardo Aquaco joining us. And that's a wrap for this week. abdel Abdelmajid and myself, Ramia Amadin, will be back next week for more audiobook chat. In the meantime, happy audiobook listening.